Welcome to this week's edition of This is the City, a podcast focusing on the politics, art, and culture of Los Angeles. I'm your host, Garen Kelsaw, along with writer-producer Jonas Sosnowski, two Angelinos with a passion for news, dialogue, and our city. This week, it's all about transportation. Bikes, buses, and trains are a big deal in downtown and all over Los Angeles. To learn more, we'll speak with Metro, LADOT, and the Los Angeles County Bike Coalition about what transportation and living in LA will be like in the very near future. In the big question we ask, round, round, get around, I get around, yeah. But first, We'll speak with the Los Angeles Department of Transportation about city-run transit options and the physical feature changes coming to our city. We begin with Lisa Martellero Palmer of the Los Angeles Department of Transportation, who speak about the dash that provides the direct area short hop routes in communities all over Los Angeles. The Department of Transportation leads transportation planning, design, construction, maintenance, and operations in the city of Los Angeles. Martellero Palmer gives us a little insight into the current offerings available to all Los Angeles residents and some of the future projects the department has in the works. This is The City. My name is Garen Kelsall. Right now, we are joined with Lisa Martellero Palmer of the Los Angeles City Department of Transportation. How are you, Lisa? I am doing well, thank you. Glad to have you here. We uh, spoke with Councilman Wiesar last week a little bit about what the Department of Transportation has been doing and how things have changed overall with city planning. Um, a lot of people don't know the Department of Transportation actually runs the second largest bus transit network in the county. Can you tell us a little bit more about uh, the DASH and community uh, bus systems? As a matter of fact, we have grown so much. About 10 or 12 years ago, we were still implementing new DASH lines for each council district. Now we have one in just about every council district and additional lines in the downtown area that serve different portions of downtown. And we really want to integrate and connect all of our uh, transportation lines. So you have the Commuter Express, which takes you from your neighborhood, from wherever you live in the city, to the um, downtown area. And then we have Dash which is a a direct area short hop bus, which will take you to a specific location in the downtown area. So connectivity is very important to us within the department, and that reaches out to bike lanes too. So connectivity and multimodalism are uh, two really big things we're focusing on in the next few years. And uh, full disclosure, this is kind of a personal question here, but is there any plan to make the dashes run a bit longer? I'm a huge A-route rider, love it. And now that we have more residents here, I kind of want to know, is that something that's being talked about? Are you talking about expanding it to different, to expand it? Expanding service, uh, maybe weekends. I know a lot of the routes are focused on, you know, office workers and seven to seven. So I wanted to know if there's discussions in that. We do look at that. As a matter of fact, we take surveys regularly and sometimes we even get on the dash buses with you. What we're trying to do is, is provide a service that is is worthwhile to everyone that it meets their needs. So if you, you're talking to the right person, so if you think that the Dash A should have um, an extended route or at, at, uh, extra hours, that's something we could look at. And, and thanks for mentioning it. I will tell our section that, you know, we should try to uh, 
have some community input on, you know, expanding that particular dash line. Also, I wanted to talk to you just a little bit about the overall plan with what's called My Figueroa as multimodalism gets introduced to such a major thoroughfare there and, and the ideas kind of behind this physical landscape changes. And, and that is important that we are trying to provide different ways for people to get around Los Angeles. You know, we want to serve the needs of the Angelinos for people who want to bike, people who want to drive, people who want to take transit. And so uh, you have the pedestrians, the bikes, and transit, and drivers, and we're trying to give people more choices. So if they don't want to drive, they can use different methods to get around town. Um, Sometimes, you know, if you just need a taxi occasionally, or if you want to take the buses most of the time, and you want to take the red line, we're trying to make the city multimodal. Los Angeles is providing more choices as each year goes by, and we're trying to make it a city where you don't have to own a car as much. We, We don't want the city to be car centric. We want to provide choices. And when you look at my Figueroa, um, a lot of things we try to do is provide, you know, the dash services, the um, bike lanes. And I, I don't know if you know this, but we're even going to have hopefully an LA streetcar in the downtown area off of Broadway. So we're trying to really reach out and provide as many types of traveling choices to the public as we can. And Lisa, for I always ask this question of our guests uh, who speak on planning and transport. For those who are a little reticent to give up their cars, you know, what do you think are some of the reasons why they should uh, give it a chance and take some transit? It, it's a really nice um, opportunity for people to not have to focus on driving. They can, you know, enjoy the company of, of their family and friends as they as they take this commute. It's not necessarily about the destination, but it's also the journey, you know, whether you're enjoying it. If you don't like congestion and traffic, you know, you should look at these other options. You don't have to sit there. You know, we have so many subways that are under construction right now. So eventually you could go from the downtown area all the way to the sea. And so What we're trying to do in Los Angeles is work with the other agencies such as Metro and and, um, basically have an overarching guideline of how people can get around the Southern California area. And so it's a really big thing for people to not have to own a car. And, And that's where we're trying to go is that if you don't want to own a car or if you don't want to drive, can you get around town? Can you can you? choose another method that's affordable and convenient for you. And that's the direction we're trying to go. Awesome. Lisa Martellero Palmer is Public Information Officer for the City of Los Angeles Department of Transportation. Thank you so, so much for joining us. Sure. And thank you again to Lisa for her time and insight into the options available in downtown Los Angeles and beyond. An integral part to the Los Angeles Department of of Transportation's larger vision is Metro, which operates light rail, trains, and buses throughout the county. We spoke with Dave Sotero, the Los Angeles Metropolitan Transit Authority, about the regional connector, Measure R construction, and existing Metro services. This is the city. We're joined now with Dave Sotero, Metro spokesman for the Los Angeles County Metropolitan Transit Authority. How's it going, Dave? Going very well. Thank you. 
Awesome. And we have been talking about how Los Angeles and Southern California in general is changing in far of transit options. Can you speak a little bit more about what's going on with Metro as an agency right now in growth? Well, Metro represents 88 cities within the county of Los Angeles. So we have a very huge uh, mandate for the area in improving mobility. We operate in downtown Los Angeles here at Union Station, but our purview is the entire county area. And we really are uh, changing uh, transportation for the better in the county. We recently got a sales tax approved, actually it was in uh, 2008, that uh, introduces another half cent sales tax to pay for transportation improvements throughout the county. And that is really galvanizing uh, transportation options. Uh, right now we have five different light rail and uh, subway line under construction at the same time in Los Angeles County. That's actually unheard of. It's never been done before. The next eight years, by 2023, we will have uh, these rail lines in operations in the county. One of the majorly important projects for downtown is is the regional connector and how you can move throughout the area without transferring lines in the future. When does that expect it to come online? The regional connector is almost a two-mile extension in downtown Los Angeles. It's going to connect the blue line, the gold line, and the expo line. So you'll be able to take a one-seat ride from Pasadena down to Long Beach or from East Los Angeles to Santa Monica utilizing the connection that we're making here in downtown. Uh, This line is expected to open up in 2020. It's under construction now. It's about a $1.47 billion project, and it's really going to do a lot to make seamless travel throughout the area. And as all these efforts and funding is put toward making transit options, one of the things I ask all the people on the show who speak on these issues is, how do we get people who are really addicted still to their cars to get on board and try more transit options moving forward? Well, I think as the Measure R program rolls in implementation, we're going to see greater extensions of our existing rail network, and that will reach further portions of the county area. So it's going to give more people opportunities to decide to use transit and leave their car at home. For example, in in the uh, San Gabriel Valley, we're extending the gold line to Azusa at the moment. There are future extensions planned as well. Uh, But that gives people in the San Gabriel Valley an opportunity to get on the gold line and come into the downtown Los Angeles area and utilize our other rail line services. The Expo line, another good example, uh, it currently stops at Culver City, but we're extending that to Santa Monica. So the west side will have an opportunity to use rail that they haven't had for more than 50 years. The Purple Line subway extension, uh, that's also under construction. That's going to get the uh, Purple Line subway from Wilshire Western to Wilshire La Cienega on the border of Beverly Hills. So it's another effort by Metro to bring more rail service to the west side. It's a critically needed area of the county where there's just a huge amount of jobs, a huge amount of population. We want to connect that area with the rest of the metro system. And if I can squeeze one more in, if you don't mind, what about the Crenshaw line and LAX connectivity? How is that project coming along? The Crenshaw line is under construction right now. It's about a $2 billion project. It's under construction. It's going to open in 2019, and that will get us to the LAX boundary. And the LA World Airport's 
is already working on efforts to, to reach the Crenshaw line with a people mover system. So we're finally going to fix that uh, problem that we've had for passengers that are arriving uh, at LAX that want to use transit to go throughout the county. They're going to finally have that opportunity in the future. Well, Dave Sortero is the spokesperson for Metro, also known as the Los Angeles County Metropolitan Transit Authority. Thank you again so much for your time, Dave. Great. Thank you. When we return, we'll look at a third transportation option for Angelinos. With the increasing popularity of Ciclovia in Los Angeles, the cyclist population is gaining both in numbers and events all over Los Angeles. We met with Tamika Butler, executive director of the Los Angeles County Bicycle Coalition, over lunch downtown to talk about how cycling and cyclists are redefining Los Angeles's iconic car culture. So my name is Tamika Butler, and I'm the executive director of the Los Angeles County Bicycle Coalition. Uh, I actually started in December of last year, so really only like three, four months. Before I was doing healthcare advocacy at an organization, Young Invincibles. So we were trying to get as many millennials as possible signed up for the Affordable Care Act, and then also working on the cost of college for that generation. And then I did some work at Liberty Hill Foundation for their Boys and Men of Color initiative and their LGBT work. And what is the focus of the organization? The focus of the Los Angeles County Bicycle Coalition is to make sure that all communities in Los Angeles County are healthy, fun, safe places to ride a bike. And we were speaking a lot in this episode about how Los Angeles, the actual texture of Los Angeles is changing. How does cycling fit into that? So, you know, Los Angeles is, is this city, this county, where people think of cars. And when they come to, to L.A., you know, they think of cars. And and that was so crazy for me, coming from the Midwest, I'm from Nebraska, where, you know, cars are, are really this necessity of how you get around, but it's different because there's so much open space. And so to be here, I always said to people, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to love L.A. I like driving. I'm from the Midwest. But it's it's really a different kind of driving because you're not out in the open space. You're kind of bumper to bumper. And I think for a lot of people, that's what L.A. is. But what it's becoming and what's really exciting is that it is becoming this place where you don't always have to be behind the wheel. There's so many different modes of transportation and so many people getting involved in them. And, you know, what we keep saying is for, you know, our parents' generation, freedom was having a car. And for our kids' generation, freedom is going to be not having to rely on one. And that's really going to be true here in L.A. where you see more people on bikes, you see more people using public transit, more people using car shares or Uber or Lyft and different, you know, programs like that. So L.A. is really the shifting culture where 
we are starting to be a group of folks who don't want to rely on our car and are figuring out how to live a life in the city without it. And of course, in the course of that, you're going to get people who buck the trend. They don't really want to give up the car and that, that private space. What do you say to those people who aren't ready to, to kind of get out of that vehicle yet? I say that's okay. After all, I am a Midwesterner, um, you know, and, and one of the things I always say is when I applied for this job, I got to the interview in my car and I got to the interview in my car that I like a lot. It's it's an SUV. It's a hybrid SUV. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm still very Midwestern. Like, I need a car that I could drive in the snow and I also care about the environment. I also care about my footprint, which is why I like very selectively chose, you know, the most gas efficient hybrid SUV I could get. But I also am a person who rides a bike. And I think for us, it's about making sure people know that we don't just care about cyclists. You know, what does that word mean? We care about people who ride bikes. And people who ride bikes are also people who have kids. They're also people who surf. They're also people who walk or take metro. And they're also people who drive cars. So what we would say to those folks who try to buck the trend is we're not trying to take your car away forever. We're just saying, you know, open yourself up to the possibility that there are other ways to get there and that a bike could be a really fun, exciting part of that trip. And as far as the group's advocacy and, and what you're working on, what are some of the major challenges you have now as this infrastructure changes in the city? I think, you know, one of the challenges we face, and, and just coming back last week from the National Bicycle Coalition, I think, you know, we're, we're all facing a challenge as a movement. What do you do with those people who buck the trim? How do you make this cultural shift to really get people on bikes and realize that Biking isn't this fringe culture. It's actually this thing that a lot of people do and enjoy. How do you turn that page and how do you make that cultural shift? And I think the the other challenge is that, that people are scared. Um, you know, like we, we don't have the best infrastructure yet. Um, we just did a bike ride for a group of folks who, who were in town for a conference. And as part of the conference, we showed them downtown LA on bike. and. Afterwards, I was talking to one of the participants who's from Vancouver, and we, you know, we took him around the best bike lanes in downtown LA, and he said, you guys have a lot of work to do. And, and of course, it's because he's coming from Vancouver, but I think it's that reality that for some people who aren't as comfortable on a bike to begin with, the idea of being out there on the road, you are on the road, you are driving your bike. And, and I think that is a barrier. And that's why we don't just do advocacy, we also do education, because it's really important to just get people comfortable knowing what they're doing. Um, and then I think the last barrier that's really important to me as, as a black woman is some of the, the barriers around equity and around this idea that everybody doesn't ride bikes, you know, like, do black people ride bikes? Do brown people ride bikes? We do. And in some of our communities, we're riding them at a higher rate. And, and so what are some of the things we're doing as a movement around making sure that biking is accessible for everybody, while also being very aware that driving while black or driving while brown, like that also happens on a bike. And, and what's going on 
what's going on in our country around policing is also happening to people on bikes. Um, and what's going on, you know, in our country around poverty and infrastructure is also happening in communities around bikes. Or so those are the communities where, you know, before you even think about walking or riding your bike, you're worried about the sidewalk, you're worried about the potholes, you're worried about the, the facilities. So I think that's something that we're really focused on, really injecting that into the conversation. And I know I said that was my last thing, but the other thing is just the, the space, right? Like when, when you're at the National Bike Summit and somebody from Vermont comes up to you and is like, you guys are doing great work. I don't know how you do it because they're thinking about Vermont, right? Or think of a city like San Francisco, which I used to live in and I love and has a lot of really, really great biking infrastructure and they've made some strides on their transportation. You know, BART, Muni, you have it all, but it's also a smaller city. And so what do you do someplace like LA where you have LA City, then you have LA County, then you have bordering cities. How do you pull that all together in an infrastructure that makes sense? Which kind of leads me to my next question, which is the river. It's an amazing ride, but there's this huge gap right in the middle of downtown. Mm-hmm. I've, I've ridden the entire length of it. I love it. But that navigation through there is, is, is quite sketchy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what, is, what is something that we can do uh, to kind of get people on the side to make that huge connection as far as the river trail? Yeah, you know, the LA River is one of our, our big projects, and we're working with a number of partners, including LA River Corps, that, that really is leading the charge in a number of ways with their Greenway 2020 campaign. And, and the whole idea is that we need to connect this 51 miles, because what what could it be? I, I've been on the river path, and, you know, you get to these parts where it just ends, and you're like, okay, what now? And one of our campaigns we're doing in the southeast cities is we're taking, you know, residents of, of, you know, these southeast cities and we're taking them out on bike rides and saying, what would you fix? And we did one a few weeks ago and we ride and we ride and then we get, you know, we, we go through Vernon and we go through and then you get to the end of the bike path and we're like, all right, look at that huge freight truck. Look at, you know, all of these obstacles where if this just connected, it would be better. So, you know, what we tell people for all of all of the biking and transportation issues are one, get informed. A lot of people are like, uh, I have my car, transportation doesn't matter to me. But transportation is connected to so much. It's connected to our housing. It's connected to affordable housing. It's connected to our environment. It's connected to economics. It's connected to all of it. So get educated. Know what the LA River is. Like actually get out there. It's not just for people on bikes. It's for people who walk. It's for you. When you go out there, you see families, you see kids. So get out there and use it because the more people we have using it who know what it's missing, the more educated voices we'll have fighting for the completion. Um, And then, you know, participate groups like ours we do the LA River Ride every year this year it's on June 28th and we take families out there and we just have a ride along along the river and it's not a race it's a ride so that you can really enjoy it and see it and support it so you can get a fill like I said LA River Corps is another great organization they're doing things like taking people kayaking and and you know setting up different opportunities and that that's really really the first thing to do. Just get out there, see what it has to offer, and then figure out those groups you can plug into to make a difference. Thank you, Tamika, for your time and your efforts in advocating bike culture here in Los Angeles. Coming up, our commentary segment, The Big Question.
On a warm August afternoon in 2012, a jaywalker playing Frogger across Melrose Avenue caused an accident, and a few cars piled up. My car didn't make it out. With the insurance money, I had a decision to make. Get another car or do something different. I went to a shop in downtown and I bought a bike. I hadn't been on a bike really since I was 15. But that day, my bike became my primary mode of transportation. Now, I'm not telling this story as self-congratulatory or self-lauding. I'm telling it to say I understand. I understand how comfortable a car is and the feeling you get of power when you're on the open road. I also understand the disdain for traffic, the pain of being frozen on a freeway, surrounded by other stranded, angry people, having no idea how long a drive, which is only supposed to be 15 minutes, is actually going to take this time. It took a lot of adjustments for me to become a bike and transit person. But do you know what I noticed? I almost immediately became a happier person. The actual benefits you get from riding a bike are tangible. I lost weight. My doctor was impressed with my blood pressure. And when I ate bad food, I felt like I earned it just because of the miles I'd put in. Plus, a post-ride beer is so satisfying, it's hard to describe to the unindoctrinated. But besides the euphoria reminiscent of your youthful days, there's a feeling of accomplishment as the endorphins race through your body. There's the triumph you feel when you conquer your first hill. I went from biking out of necessity to biking for fun. From downtown to Long Beach and back to Fontana and back. Just exploring. You see, the truth is, you never really know what you can do until you do it. The getting over that first hill, it can be challenging. But as with most things in life, if you just keep pedaling, you'll get there soon enough. Thank you for joining us this week for a spin on the bikes, trains, and buses of Los Angeles. Join us next time on This is the City for more of the politics, art, and culture that make Los Angeles. This is the City is written and produced by me, Garen Kelsaw, and my partner, Jonas Sosnowski. Our theme music is by Taj Simmons. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Try to leave us a comment, let us know what you think, and we'd love to know what you want to hear on the show. The show is recorded in lovely downtown Los Angeles. Until next time, be well. In the past few weeks, we have been overwhelmed by the positive response to This Is The City. This is truly a work from our hearts, and we are thrilled that we have been so well received. As we start out, we're hoping to gain your support. We want to continue to provide the story of downtown Los Angeles for all of our listeners, but we can't do it without you. If you've enjoyed our work, please consider donating on our website. You can also share the show with a friend. And again, thank you so much for listening.